Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Middle-Aged Metalheads. Tonight you are not going to believe it. We are back on the listening party train and it's going to be a banger. We've got two records. We're going head-to-head on Peace Cells and Look What the Cat Dragged In. Two records released in 1986. We couldn't decide which one to do first, so we just decided let's stick them side by side and tear into them. I am here tonight with our friends, John Harden, Michael Stamps, and the Metal Lord, Colin Bosler, and we are jazzed. We're super excited, folks, to get into these two fantastic records. Who's going to lead us off with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of foreskinning or forebearing for, for oh, what's... Oh, gross. <laughs> wow. What's I, think, I think as the, uh, as the resident uh, Megadeth fan in, in our group, Colin should maybe speak to that record a little please. bit. Yeah, I thank you, John. I, I'll tell you, I struggled with this all week. First, I am excited. I'm excited. I mean, this, but I'll tell you, this is this is wacky. This is just as we were doing the group meet text, and this idea was created in my head. I'm like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> we're like three years in, Colin. At this point, like we got to shake the bottle a little bit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but from from a Megadeth standpoint, you know, this was my entry point into Megadeth. Um, I. I'm not going to say it's the perfect Megadeth or the one that it's. I think it's the strongest, but it's got such great tracks on it. On it, and uh, but I'll also tell you that this was my jumping off point for Poison. I remember buying up the CD at Kutztown when I was at school there, and uh, looking at those uh, ladies on the cover. Sorry, yeah, you've I, told the story about maybe quote unquote using the album cover. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah. How do you use an uh, album cover? I yeah. just said I, one it, of them it, was just really the face. Hot. Just the face. <laughs> Bobby Doll looks great, but Cece looks like Stifler's <laughs> mom or something. Yeah, no, uh, but uh, yeah, no. And again, it's it, it it's it's a cool concept that we're like pulling off here. It's uh, you know the two two records that came out basically at the at, at, at yeah, shush, back to that crazy. <laughs> But, uh, you know, they came out at the same time. And I think, you know, Colin has already sort of like effused previously about his sort of like love for what, what we call hair metal, but also sort of like a, you know, a, a sort of like nascent sort of like enjoyment for like what we would call thrash metal. And, and again, like there's there's no two better records that just sort of like, you know, just sort of like, you know, emblematize this sort of like, boom, hair metal, that's poison thrash metal shit that's p cells and and you put them together and they come out like in the same month um which is which is really weird which kind of kind of shows you like where the culture was going that's kind of like it's, it was it's, such it's diversifying. a strange time right <laughs> i mean i was in a band i was in a metal band and in practice i don't know that it, and I, probably one gig like that we did just for fun we knew p cells and talk dirty to me like that was in right. our yeah. like back pocket if we needed to pull that out we, we played some party some like yard party with a bunch of metalheads and we totally busted out talk dirty to me and ironically or just no kind of like, no we were just like they're like do you know any poison we're like sure we do <laughs> yeah why not but i mean that's that's the crowd pleaser like yeah, that's yeah. you know we we talk about and we talked about this in the 86 87 episodes like this is the time when everything was hitting. And yeah, so yeah. there's room for both at the table. 
and and on headbangers ball and, and things like that they would play them back to back like yeah, yeah that, that's, they would that. there's uh, you know this out it is weird like colin said to to juxtapose them so directly like we're going to do in this episode where it's, we're, we're going to play track one track one track two track two and just go through both albums they're almost the same length they're one's 34 minutes the other one's 36 minutes and uh, you know i like them both i i like the poison record far more and and as a band in general i like poison more um but uh, there's room for megadeth yeah no and and, <laughs> and, and again it, it it shows like i, I think john as, as you pointed out too it's like you know like mtv like which was like mainly responsible together with like uh fm radio it's like they're 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 trying to like format this stuff they're and they're trying to just like move units um you know poison obviously went off to be like a little bit more uh successful in terms of like record sales what were the record sales on these it's just like four million for look what the cat dragged in and barely one million (laughs) i I mean like barely but like one million for like uh peace cells yeah Um, and a couple of dudes bought that twice and and, and again that yeah that's like oh (laughs) yeah we did I totally like lost that one in the meth fire, but <laughs> I'll buy another one. <laughs> but uh, you know, th- th- and again, th- these are record no sales offense. over 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 the course of like uh, <laughs> thirty five plus years or so, too. So, um, but again, like to, to like put them together is like it's kind of cool because you know we're you know here we are at this at this particular age and stage in our lives, and it's like yeah, I you could prefer one to the other, but like they're great records they're great records and you know if you had to go back to 1986 and you know like check out these records or get them like fresh out of the out of the record stores like so exciting so exciting i'll tell you 1986 i had the peace cell shirt but i had the poison record (laughs) there you go go. you're like a walking contradiction (laughs) there you go that's awesome david i predict that when this is over it's going to work i predict that we're going to love it it's gonna, it's gonna. The bands are gonna fit together better than I'm expecting them to. Is my prediction. They're, they're, and again, it's like they're both L.A. bands too. Like, or well, they're, they're, you know, like. Uh, I just, I just think obviously that the, we know, like from you know, Poison, they came out of Mechanicsburg and whatnot, and they they transplanted yeah. themselves. The Midwest. But uh, you know, and and again, like uh, Dave Mustaine put together his band after his, uh, you know, his breakup with Metallica and whatnot, but. You know. I just I just think that like it, it they never gave Megadeth the shot. You know, like Megadeth would literally be the metal would be the the headbangers ball bumper for MTV, and then they would launch yeah. into a poison video. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, and no, they, they came, like yeah, like, like yeah. MTV. That, yeah, that would that was the bumper the for, for for I won't forget you. Well, that, yeah. that, that, <laughs> Well, that, that was the bumper for like uh, MTV News for like yeah yeah for forever. a decade yeah shit you know so it's like it was iconic <laughs> in that way um, but take so much take you back take you back to that day when he's like Dave do you want credit for that little baseline he's like no man we're a band he's like damn <laughs> <laughs> man <laughs> I don't know but if if he got like a nickel for every time that they did that it's like okay. Well, Dude, there's some days I put this record on only because I want to hear three seconds of that bass line. There you go. Yeah. So, so the we, bass on this record sounds so good. We should probably, you know, play it. Oh, the bass is great. So let's let's play it. Let's do, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so All we've right. got this we've got this um, playlist that John set up, and we'll share this out. That it begins with Megadeth, Wake Up Dead, and alternates all the way through until we get to the end. <laughs> and I guess this is the hilarity of it all, right? There's there's two albums at about 36 minutes, and the last three songs are going to be poison. poison songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> because we're, because, we're out of yeah. music. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, two albums, one hour and ten lean minutes. Yeah, and it's not a hardcore record. <laughs> yeah, You're right. No, yeah, Megadeth doesn't have many songs on this record. Yeah, nor no. art direction. Looking at the back of the album, right? Can you make it look like my high school year? Yeah, I mean the, the front cover is not bad. Cover? The big rattlehead. You know, it's it, we should maybe talk about the art on both albums a little bit. Like, oh. so obviously the big rattlehead became became the mascot that that persevered throughout the years with Megadeth mm-hmm. as as they they tried to make something out of that. And then the Poison album cover, you know, as a, as a throwback to our last episode, you know, in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, we interviewed the guys who wrote Nothing But A Good Time. They talk about this album cover and they talk to the guys in Poison about it. And they took this, they, they got as glammed up as they could be and they gave it to apparently, and this is no bullshit, the guy who airbrushed Bobby Dahl's van. <laughs> did the airbrushing on the cover of look with the cat dragged in and they got it back and they were like god we look like we're made out of plastic like we are it, like it's like almost too smooth everything this does not look good and they showed they showed the record label and the record label said done print we it love put it, it we out love it. people are gonna talk <laughs> about this and they were like all right and sure enough they did they totally did. I, I remember so Marty. Wait, what did Bobby Doll's van look like? I don't know. You probably like maybe like a wizard on one side, and on the <laughs> other course. side was like was CC Deville in a tower being rescued <laughs> by a knight. I, I I remember our friend Marty from high school. John is like he was really really in love with the Ricky Rocket character. Hey man, you know like. <laughs> The, you know the it's years like, have been uh, like things have grown much more accepting these days so if, oh, no, uh, no, you no. Know. because uh, uh, he was under the assumption that it was actually uh, a woman and like yeah, he was but, like you know things happen no it's like that's that's how you know you start to Dude, like ricky, figure ricky out rocket, yourself I'll a little tell you bit what, of the group i'd say ricky rocket still looks great he looks at least that good now Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that's good for you, David. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need a minute. (laughs) Yeah. At least. Oh, do we have some background music we can play for one minute? (laughs) Yeah. Wake up dead. (laughs) Wake up dead. (laughs) Okay. All right. Michael, give us a countdown as you do. Okay. So we're going to do like count up one, two, three to like play dead. On Uh, three. Yeah. So one, two, three, play. The beautiful vocal tones of Dave Mustaine. I love the way he sings this song. Oh. You like this? Dude, this is Mine's awesome. It sounds all creepy. It's a, really, it's a really good opening tune. I would have probably opened with Devil's Island. Yeah, okay, but but this is like for, for like a for a track, it's it's really good because it's just it's it's relentless. It just starts off and it just 
mean, is it though? Like, is it a great track? I mean, there's 20 seconds in and he's into a solo already. Like, I think, and this, this overall, I think, is my biggest problem with Megadeth in general. Okay. Is the song structure, there, there isn't a ton of song structure. They almost feel like they're sketches that, yeah. that Mustaine and Ellison came up with. And it's like, check out this great riff and oh, or check right out there. this solo. And that's right cool. Yeah, but this is then great. you put this three solos section. together oh, in a song. Oh yeah, there, there, there isn't anything. And I get your point, John, too. It's like, so this is, this is like the record. It was supposed to be like, all right, so... I listen to Master Puppets and I see like architecture. I see like songcraft. I see like magnificent. And then, and then there's just this. And it's kind of like, oh yeah, well, we were really high on meth. And those two records are head to head, basically, yeah. time wise. Yeah. But, 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 like, but this is the problem. You know, with, with, any, with any piece, let's call it art for now, with any piece of art, if you're going to change the known structures, you have to educate your audience on how that structure is going to work. And this, I, I agree with you, John. Yeah. These songs just feel like they're not tethered to, to reality in a way that people can follow along with them. Like, I, I talked to, to, to folks about this with, with like, when, uh, when Pulp Fiction came out, right? It's an entirely different linear way, non-linear way of storytelling. But he does a really nice job educating the audience as he goes so you know what you're doing. You know what you're paying attention to. And this, the, the, the sections are great. But I'm like, okay, so when does the rally narrative come back? Like, when do I get to hear the rest of the story? Right. Yeah, and it doesn't. Nope. The, and, and again, I, I think that it has a lot to do with uh, maybe... Um, the, the stress of like being on tour or the stress of like trying to be like and it's gone it's over nope it, it's still going i, I just think one of these <clears throat> this sounds like a rehearsal sections could yeah any one of these sections could be the bridge of a different song yeah i yeah. think that's the beauty i think that's the beauty of megadeth and the beauty of dave mustaine his brain doesn't work in a linear fashion it jumps around yeah and but so I, he, I almost feel like mustaine would have been served better being the hotshot guitarist in a good band. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, again, like he was, uh, he was reacting to like his his circumstances. Because I don't and find again, his vocals so good. Um, yeah, they're they're they're, they're no worse than Lemmy or Ozzy or anything. Uh, I think he's fine. I th- my biggest beef with him is that the lyrics suck. Every song, the lyrics suck. <laughs> It's like a Ferrari doing 140 miles an hour into a wall. That's our transition. (laughs) There you go. Welcome to Cry Tough. Track one, look with the cat dragged in. Also, the first single from the record. Now, guys, remind me, because Cry Tough was the first single. But was it the breakout? No, no, it, was, it wasn't it was not, right. Talk no. dirty, talk to dirty me. to me. Talk was the dirty, but like, right. I, but I, but I remember like watching the video for this um, after you, you began to see like uh, uh, the, the poison advertised in Circus Magazine. And so when they showed up, it's like, goddamn, this is this is some good shit. And I, I totally, you know, next time to the mall, I'm like I totally pick up a copy of this. 
Yeah. It's, it's funny because, like, no this one wasn't the breakout, but they did four videos for the album. They did Cry Tough, Talk Dirty to Me, I Want Action, and I Won't Forget You. And I, I was gathering them up today while, while researching and putting them in the dock. They're almost all the same video. They're almost all exactly the same. Like, they start, like, on a television set and then move away to them playing, like, live, in quotes. Right. All, all the videos are the same, like, yeah. which is fine because it's like that's what they were doing at the time. Like, but, you know, but they're, they're, they're it was not, all image. So but they're not like doing like Wayne Isham sort of like live concert footage. No, no, all. no. It's it's simulated it's all, live. It, 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 yeah, it's all caged and, and, right. or, or canned in a particular way. But like it, when I first heard this song, it's like it was just like when you're oh shit, like 16 years old. Like what a great. It's just like it's a little a little step above Journey, a little step above Lover Boy. It was just like, oh my gosh, these guys are like. And when we figured out that they were guys, uh, it's like, all right, it's like this is this is empowering in its own sort of like weird way. Yeah, I mean this these songs. I mean, it's funny to look back, because I didn't think about it this way when it came out. Like every song is its own little anthem. You know what I mean? And it's that. Yeah, they've got the sing-song chorus. That's yeah. a hard thing to do, man. Yeah. Like they, but, but, but they're this, like a, they're like a good sports team. Like but there's this, no this was a, perfect. This is the song though. When, when when it first came out though, like it it went nowhere. It went nowhere. It, it, you know what's like interesting when, uh, about that, Mike? When Guns N' Roses first came out too. Well, what's interesting about that also is it went nowhere, but this this single launched with the album in August of 1986. Yeah. They didn't release another single for six months. That's so, I, 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 I saw the timeline on it until like, February. It's, that it's that so surprised weird. me. Usually, if if it's a major label debut and they put out a single and it doesn't hit the mark, the next month they're like, uh, okay, try this instead. Yeah, and, so this, and this, this, this one was done on EMI, right? Uh, Electra, capital, capital EMI. So yeah, huh. yeah. So they, they again, like they were probably just like, we'll put we'll, we put the money into the video and just see what, like what happens. And it's it, again, like I was saying, it's like when Guns Roses first came out, like the first video that you saw, if you watched MTV religiously, uh, as I did, it was like Guns Roses came out. It's like, but they didn't like. They didn't push any units until like um, you know, almost to like uh, "Sweet Child of Mine" and that yeah. video came out. We, we've but, moved uh, into the Conjuring, by the, the way. Conjuring. I like the I like this tune. It's you know what? It, it it surprises me that they didn't push this one. What did they push? They pushed "Peace Sells" and "Devil's Island." Uh, uh, "Peace Sells" and "Wake Up Dead" were the Wake two videos. Yeah, yeah, and and the "Peace Sells" video didn't come out until. Uh, like months after the record came out, I thought. Yeah, November, like a few months after. I, they they might have been, you know, with, with this album, it might have been a little bit of a wait and see. Like, do we put the money into the video at the time? Like, you know, not exactly beauty queens, these guys. And so it's like... Also EMI, but from uh, the uh, combat But also, label. that might have been part of the culture at the time because you've got Metallica not doing videos at all. Yeah, um, no. and their contemporaries in, in bands like Death Angel and things like that aren't really doing videos, or if they do, they're shown at like the one o'clock hour. Like, no. so you know, th- there's a, a good chance that because they're on Capitol, right? Like, yeah. 
Um, they, uh, yeah, they're a EMI. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's a good yeah, chance ca- they might have ca- just... Capital, capital EMI. Right. They might have put it that. out and just said, let's see. You know, let's see if it gains any traction and then we'll put some money behind it. It, it does surprise me that with Poison, they waited six months for a second single because it's like six months down the line back then that's too long yeah, yeah, yeah you might have just thought that they looked around and said well this this is dead on arrival yeah, like or yeah you, you, you totally like yeah if fm radio isn't picking it up but like they totally were though it's it's a weird thing Colin, what are you what are your thoughts there on uh, this megadeth track here um, it's okay it's like i said this isn't my my favorite megadeth album but and I don't like this as much as the first one, but it's solid. I think it's I think it's a decent track overall. Um, I like the drumming. I like the bass work we've talked about. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I can't say I, this is one of my favorites that I go to all the time and say I have to hear the Conjuring, but I like the drive. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 the thing Good about break. It, yeah, it's it's a more cohesive song. But I still, I, I still get this feeling, like every song, like John, you talked about it, all, like all the guitar solos, there's just, there's like a level of insecurity. There's, yeah. there's a level of insecurity, and, I, and you just gotta wonder, the decision making into how these tunes are written, how much of it is just Dave Mustaine's, like... Well, it's the Dave show. He produced yeah, the record, too. Yeah, so it's yeah. like there's no one there. You know, he co-produced it. It's really quiet, right? I have to change the volume as we go back and forth between the records. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. there's there's no one there maybe tapping him on the shoulder going, well, want to cook this one up a little more? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you really want to like, uh, you just you want to let this one go. But Yeah, it, he's, he's so- the chef and the waiter. So, <laughs> and again, it's like we, there, there are plenty of other bands that do that that we love, like Vinnie Vincent Invasion. It's like, all right, so uh, it's mostly going to be like, let the guitarist do the thing, even though he doesn't sing, he writes some of the lyrics. But I don't know, the song like Crunch is really good, and, and like I, I love, I love just about everything about this record. Um, it, it, it feels it feels like a, a little undercooked in a lot of ways, though. It doesn't. If you're gonna put this like alongside like Master Puppets, it's like fail, fail. It, which which is unfortunate because you're Dave Mustaine. You were kicked out of that band. But if you put this alongside like Ride the Lightning, it's like now you still fail. <laughs> But, but what if you put it alongside yeah, of it's interesting because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, some it's, of Metallica's it's, early songs Dave had a big hand in writing totally totally yeah, but he sort of abandoned some of that by the it, time it, he got to his own gig it, 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 it's, it's a, so it's a little unfair in that in that regard and we, we don't want to like revisit all that stuff because like Dave will be crying or something or angry who knows but like I just feel like he never he never gets his footing you know like the songs on the record are all over the place you know he's i was telling john before we started like he's just not he's not a good lyricist you know he's not clever he's oh, not no. particularly interesting you know and oh cripes no he's he is not like if you like, go back like look at the, the man, you guys are harsh. like like the versions <laughs> of metallica songs like i like, like the, his stuff i like the, his like lyrics the, like the full horse from now we're originally called like the mechanics or something and it's basically 
By the way, so far this back and forth is working. But, it but, is. But 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 anyhow, it's like he's get a little grime into the ears, and poison comes to wash it away. <laughs> I, mean, I think I go. think this one's a little too poppy. Uh, this yeah, but you know what? One of my it, least favorite. Brett, Brett Michaels' vocals throughout this whole record really draw you in. Like if you're not immediately, if, if you were the kind of person to be immediately turned away by their look. You know, it's like he's he he really draws you into these songs, man. I I gotta admit it. If you were at this gig, you'd have fun, man. Especially Colin. We saw them open for. We we, we switched over to like poison. I want action now. Yeah, we're in the I want action. They opened for Rat. <laughs> for this record, okay. The, the Dude, rat, Robin Crosby was so sort of like the that. Rat Poison tour. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, but uh, Rat, rat got kind of like I like it. Out rat a little poison. bit, a little bit <laughs> in like the eighties and stuff. But John, I, 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 I never saw Rat. We never saw Rat. Uh, not, not like when they were current. No, yeah, I think they, I think I saw the Dancing Undercover tour. That was the first time I saw them. I don't know. Like, like I. Maybe. I, this I, is the I first significant solo on the record, by the way. Here it comes. Then it breaks into this little, this nice little bass and, and drum thing, very kind of reminiscent of 1984's uh, uh, Van Halen sound right here. I don't even care. Now he sounds like George Thurgood. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit behind you guys. I'm like, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and I've said this before. Like this, this record, the production on this record, they make no mistakes. You know what I mean? The guitar yeah. solos are clean. Yeah, um, it's, the guitar sound is really clean. And you know what? Surprisingly, kind of chunky. You know what I mean? Like when he like digs in, it sounds nice. Yeah, the bass Rick, has Rick that. Rick Proud like, was the producer of this record. Who had produced yeah, a yeah, bunch that, of records that, like, for um, Ted Nugent? That real like bouncy, fucky bass sound—it's the same kind of bass sound you hear in Among the Living. You know what I mean? Like real twangy, and it's oh, nice. Oh, and, like, yeah. This era of that. I love that sound. And if you're yeah. getting cutting David's through. Bass. Okay, so we into peace cells. Okay, that's right. Of course. This song, yeah. I like a lot that's very good if we're going head to head i think this is for me the first time maybe megadeth wins wins its lock off with i won't forget you oh yeah so it's like besides the sound of it john like what what else about this particular track i I think i think it sounds like a song i i think if the rest of the album had a structure like this where there is a verse there's a chorus there's a solo there's another verse there's another chorus like most of the album it does not follow this blueprint whereas this this does the lyrics of this song are very good, angry rebel kid listening to a record. Good lyrics, good yeah. lyrics right there. All right, this is probably the only one. Oh, with with really good lyrics. Yeah. Well, again, I think you, you get a sense of like Dave's personality being a little bit more ahead of like the snarl, and uh, and, and again, like this is just like a rocking riff. The the whole thing. Like you don't you don't get this. 
attitude from Dave Mustaine again until they cover uh, Anarchy in the UK. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. But, 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 like, but if you but, sold this as a single with the with the flip side of Anarchy in the UK, he'd make all the money back from that first record. Yeah. But it's, and again, I think what, what's what's to be appreciated this too from like its uh, particular context too. It's like, oh, we we could be like uh, socially conscious. We could like. We could look. We could talk about like political issues and stuff, or we could just be like snarly, sort of like you know, uh, you know, metal debt, you know, dirt bags and stuff, and just like do a whole sort of like you know, post punk thing. But like, yeah, yeah this, this 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 was definitely this, this is the song. Yeah, I mean, they've got this Maybe. record with the cover, this apocalyptic cover, and it says "Peace sells, but who's buying?" This is in line with like nuclear assault records. Yeah. No, Except no, the lyrics like and the songs don't back up the sentiment of the album cover. Yeah, no, it's like the, the whole thing. It's like it's it's you know like like the, the, the Vic Rattlehead is like right there at like the you know, the United Nations building in New York City. It's like so it's like there is like a, a really strong sort of like nuclear assault. All these other bands. But that's like the thing. Really it's like nuclear assault. You put on Handle with Care, and they have got like this edgy political. Yep. You know, like really stark. More intelligent. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you More would form? think with this cover and this message that they're putting out there that the songs would relate to that. And this is the first song on the record yeah. that relates That's to it. it. And it's the only song. It's really, it's it's really the only song. It's just kind of like, oh, what's the thing? It's like, and the rest, and the rest is, you know, like Wake Up Dead. It's like I'm going to be clever. I want to talk about how much I drink and how this and that, no, like nudge no. and, a, and, a, and a wink. To and like Dave, the what's dudes. your verdict on Mustaine being clever? It's not clever. <laughs> well, I, I, and again, like they, they. You know, Mustaine has like put out better records since then, and again, like for like a young, younger fellow at this point, he was like kind of like under the gun. But uh, we're gonna Colin, go. Colin, from what's your favorite these... Megadeth record? That's a good question. Um, probably the one that I go to the most is Countdown to Extinction. Okay, that's, that's, that's probably the one that I find myself. I also really like Cryptic Writings. I think Cryptic Writings is excellent. I gotta listen to more of their newer stuff. I like their first record. I think their first record is like the rawness. Yeah, that that's I too wish sloppy for me. Too raw. Yeah, but I mean, I wish it, it gets better, like playing-wise and production-wise. I just wish they would keep like that aggression. Yeah. Because like, if people are gonna fly the banner of thrash, like, then do that. Now we've fallen into the loving embrace of I Won't Forget You. That does not yeah. work, by the way. <laughs> that, was uh, you know, that was the first mix that didn't work. The, the interesting note on this song is the video and the song were released one year later than the album it's coming out. So it's it a summer shows, release, right? Uh, yeah, but this got released August 87, yeah. so a year after the record. Um, it just shows the legs that it got, you know. It ended up going on to sell four million copies, and, uh, and, and 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 it fits like the sort of like three-step, like obligatory, mm-hmm. bump, bump, bump. And they took one more step. Rocker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there, there was. <laughs> they took an extra step, song. but it, it's going to end up being like, ah, oh, we got to get the power ballad in there, and it sells. Shit. Four million records later, dude. They listen. This song nails it. Like, Pete sells a great tune, but you know what? It's like the song is good. 
but the release time is like chef's kiss. This is like the end of the summer, going back to school, yeah. break up with your girl from summer camp. Dude, this <laughs> yeah, is well, perfect, also, man. you know, likely they're on tour at the time. Like the video for this is is actively live. This is this is the one that's not oh. canned. This, oh, this yeah, is an it actual. It starts like, with CC sitting on the bed. This is, is like actual phone? footage. Isn't no, I think I think that's from the next record. No, no, no. he starts the. He, he's on the bed leaning against the head. I know like it starts everybody. with the TV in black. It starts and white. on a TV like they all do. I've got the link right there. Pop it oh, up. I, like, I I think that he's like on the phone at home. You can play along if you you're, haven't you're seen. Every, I won't forget you're, you're, you're for a while. Thinking of every rose. Now's your time. Yeah, yeah I think this one. Like, like, no, you know what? David is right. It starts on the TV and it moves over to CC. He's sitting on the bed in the hotel room. Holiday Inn. Yeah. His room and looks he, like he, about the size of like a mid-sized Hugo. Yeah, and see, he's on the phone and then he starts the solo. Yeah, dude, totally. I love you, baby. And he's <laughs> just Whatever sitting he there <laughs> filled with Krell. Hangs up the phone. The footage of like Bobby Doll is like devastating. like... Oh, oh my gosh! But I mean, dude, you do look at the live footage here, and granted, some of this is is festivals where they're they're playing during the day. But yeah. here's a band that didn't have an album a year before this, and now they're playing to seventy thousand people. Straight like, out of Mechanicsburg, dude. I'm telling you, every teenage kid was looking at them in front of a stadium full of people kissing his girl and they're like that's me man that's how i feel (laughs) and then then you have like so many other sort of like guys like i need to grow my hair and learn how to play guitar (laughs) you've got brett riding a bmx bike into a best western dude i'm telling you what when when if you went to the philadelphia music store the philadelphia music company was like the popular guitar store in town they had every day glow color of guitar I'm sure. Oh, I mean, dude, I that, a, po- had, that poison green is dude, fucking I would dope. Want it, I, I would still <laughs> buy so that cool. poison. I would yeah, buy I, poison yeah, I think it's great. Like, it really is cool. Right now. If somebody sent me a text message for $1,500 to buy a BC Rich. We, we saw poison that year at uh, a day on the green with Motley oh. Crue and White Snake and Poison and Jet Boy. And Motley, and Motley Crue. Dude, the opening yeah, Motley headlines. Yeah, opening solo. But I remember I got I got hit in the head. They threw keychains out. Poison did, and I got hit in the head with a poison keychain with where the logo was in that poison green. Right. I was stoked. <laughs> That's how you know. Here's like, Devil's Island. This is a decent tip. Yeah. It's long by Megadeth standards. Five minutos. Same as the first one. And the second song. Ah, First song is 339. I apologize. I was looking at the conjuring. Yeah, the conjuring is long. You're correct. Same. It wants to be like... I I think Dave was probably sitting there nursing like a, you know, something... Something not that tasty, like a some sort of screw top whiskey that you know, five six bucks. And he's like, he's like, this is going to be like a really good chorus. Like this will get the kids going. They're going to chant Devil's Island, and then it, then it never happened. Yeah, 
it's uh, it's it's an interesting song though because it, it it's kind of like um, like what what Metallica would go on to do. It's like you have like these sort of like Edgar Allan Poe sort of like predicament scenarios and stuff. It's like oh, can we turn this into like a thrash metal song? It's like yeah, it's like all right, so trapped under ice. Yeah, we could totally do that. How about like uh, strapped into a electric chair? Dave, you're not in the band anymore. How about we're on Devil's <laughs> Island? <laughs> now you're on Devil's Island. It's like, He's like sending them text messages. Yeah. There we go. Okay, yeah. so I so I'm not get in the your band fucking anymore. sleeping bag and get out of here. Here <laughs> are your bus tickets. But like, and again, like, um, <laughs> it's okay. It, again, like, I I, I don't know. You can talk about Dave's lyrics, vocals, guitar playing and stuff, but like, he just, he doesn't have like Metallica, which is unfair because happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mother. I mean, like, obviously they get into these sections and it's like, there's no denying how, how good technically of a band Megadeth is. Um, I, I'm with Colin. I think Countdown is the best record. Um, I, I, I like Rust in Peace. Rust in Peace is a good record. Rust in Peace. Again, we go back to the freaking title, man. Like, are you kidding they're, me? They're, Rust they're in too tongue-in-cheek for Dave. No, no. They're, 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 well, how about Stupid. like uh, so, so... All Dave uh, had to do was so email far, so David. Good. Like so, far, so far, so good, so what? Come on, man. Like, Peace sells with who's buying. That's cool. But like they had that tune. What's the, the killings my business and business is good? Like, come on. Oh, well that that's, countdown to extinction. So that, that, that's the, a decent the, title. That, that, that's countdown to extinction is good. But again, it it goes back to this like you guys could have had like a theme. You could have been like the apocalyptic thrash band. Yeah. And but, like uh, you were more popular than Nuclear Assault. Arguably a little better than Nuclear Assault. Like I love Nuclear Assault. But like they were, they were a little too rebellious and a little too crash for the mainstream. But like uh, again, and, and that's a that's oh that's another a sense, solo. That's the sense that I got from like uh, weird. Once once they emerged, is like uh, and and if you do the research, it's like they're you know they're, what what they were saying like killing is my business and business is good. That's like a that's like a Vietnam era patch. Yeah. Yeah, and the album cover looks like it was shot in somebody's driveway. Um, yeah, it's basically just kind of like, oh, you got roadkill? Cool. You got a helmet? Cool. You got then they'll be chanting heart. Devil's Island. Everyone will be excited, and then then it didn't happen. And then, and then, then they end up covering sort of like, um, yeah. what are, are they saying? Walking? What are they saying? They're saying cry tough, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> They're chanting something. Is they are they chanting Devil's Island? Right. No, no, no. They booked our flight not. off the island <laughs> into play dirty. Uh, let's see what we're coming on next. Play dirty. play dirty. I don't remember. I'll play dirty classic. I, 
what I, one of the things I like about Look What the Cat Dragged is it gets a little harder as the song as the album goes on. I, I was going to say, Colin, the same thing. It, it becomes more prevalent in the guitar and sort of the, not thrashy, but the, the, the grindiness of the songs a little bit more yep. and the ballsiness of the songs. And I really like that part about this album, especially yeah. the next song, Look What the Cat Dragged in. I, I w- it's just I was a classic tune. I was just going to say that. It, this is the last track the where Megadeth's going to keep up in this race. Uh, because okay. when we get to Look What the Cat Dragged in. Oh, it's all over, man. All over. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Really Hope you guys break a million. We'll see you down the road. So here we are with. Uh, I'm glad that into this one. Kind of limps along. The, it, it, the tone it, of it is good. The you know like, guitar t- sound is good. This reminds me of like a deep track on a mid career Kiss record. Yep. Where you're like, you're kind, where you're like, kind of remember it. Kiss reference. Yeah, it's a point right there. Yeah. Like a crazy nights track or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, oh, oh that's shit, good. Yeah. I'm going to go get a drink. Oh, no, this, this is definitely on Asylum or uh, Crazy yeah, Asylum Nights. Is, Asylum is all deep tracks. No, Asylum. The, the, the guy who produced this, who we were talking about, Rick Brown, also produced for Faster Pussycat and Jet Boy. If you've heard okay. those records, you I can hear him. Remember the name Jet Boy. Feel the Shake. Feel the, feel shake. the shake, shake. What? No, nope. that's their nope. track. Not nope. feeling it. Really? He had, yeah, yeah. The yeah. singer had a big blonde mohawk. Yeah. yeah. I only yeah. know this because they yeah, opened gonna... on Day on the Green. I thought we didn't listen it's to this. No, they. they, they, like, they um, I have the record, but they. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say they. I bet it's he pristine. Pro- <laughs> he produced faster <laughs> pussycat. <laughs> You can he imagine coming the, best, like, the first Faster Pussycat yeah, record. It's yeah. like, hey, yeah, so when we record the chorus of this, could you guys come in really drunk? <laughs> I think it would sound better. Could you could, could you slow the Pussycat down and just play your instrument? I mean, was that the same year? Was was the first Pussycat record this uh, year, too? Pretty uh, close, then, right? It was either, it, yeah, it was within a year, probably. I, I want to say that it came out a little bit later. It was, it was kind of like a little sort of like... Because yeah, I think I think the same band I was in that had uh, Peace Cells and and Talk Dirty to Me also played um, Babylon. Oh, the Babylon! Next year, the next year, July of eighty-seven. So one year later, yeah. it's not a second wave, but it's like very obviously very derivative too poison yeah, but, got the bus faster. started and faster pussycat got the last seats in the back faster pussycat there you go. a lot of people they were in this scene same time rough. they were, exactly yeah, they were probably li- they were probably living in the, in lived the, in the same bad fucking apartment across the street <laughs> they probably lived on their balcony yeah I, Ricky Rackman talks a lot about that. Like, if, I think I mentioned it before, but he's got a podcast called the Cat House Podcast. Yeah. That if you're interested in in this sort of uh, these years of metal and the Sunset Strip, along the lines of, of nothing but a good time, uh, or, or the Cat the, House the Podcast book, is really or cool. Book, or, or the book we just read with like yep. uh, with, with our friend that we just met last week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but like and. Faster Pussycat came out with like a really hard record after their their debut, like uh, Wake Me When It's Over. That's a good record. It, it, I, mean, I mean, like the song, you know, like a little bit, like again, like I didn't like, I didn't like the like, cover. 
Well, <laughs> I don't know if you don't like the cover. That's that, that's okay. But they didn't have like didn't feature the band, which was like a really sort of like uh, interesting move. And they were like a much harder band too. Um, and they didn't do like the, the sort of like. Um, there, there's some good tracks on that record. House of Pain and oh, House of Pain's uh, yeah, House and of Poison Pain. Ivy. That, that, well, uh, that Poison House Ivy. of Pain got a lot of, of the tongue. a lot of traction. I mean, even into the '90s, dude, House of Pain was in heavy rotation. Flip a tongue. Yeah, that's it, a good record. Yeah, it, 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 again, like T to B, it's, it's a good record. It's oh. all right. So here we go to uh, the next Metallica. Or, good morning with a U. <laughs> Not Metallica. Megadeth. Megadeth track. Yeah, side note, Faster Pussycat's House of Pain video mm-hmm. directed by Michael Bay. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's good that the young man got his start there. Mr. We Bay spent a lot of time in the music video yeah. cold We have plenty of time to talk about Faster Pussycat because this song is almost seven minutes long and it's barely started. We could listen to most of the Faster Pussycat record before this is over. <laughs> Like remember, bad, I mean, that Faster Pussycat record open. came out, and it, and it had like some DJing in it, and like some quasi like oh, it, Beastie yeah, Boys style yeah, they, like they were, yell yeah, rap. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were, there was like the whole song about like fuck, what was it called? Uh, Babylon. It was called That's Babylon. So it's all sort of like stupid like metal rap. Neither metal nor rap. No, it just sounded like Fight for Your Right to Party. That well It was like literally the same music, right? That's what they're kinda going for, I guess. But it was This record's starting to fall apart. Here comes Dude, this is, people are going this is like you're up there on the on the stage playing this and people are like leaving this is like the end of a football game when it's a blowout i mean people this like, is oh. song five and at song five he's going you know what we should do more <laughs> solos like right. like up till now we've been a little shy like only yeah. three solos oh. per song i think oh. we can break six minutes looks <laughs> around no one oh. says a word because they're afraid to get fired right Oh did, oh, did you want a song? <laughs> this is the, like this is the song. This is the song they put on because it was going to be an EP, oh, right? It's like it's like there we need to get there. that R rating, you know? Like, hey, just put this tirade and some naked women in the middle. This someone is that at, song. Someone at Nam was like, "Look, you just add one more solo to your record. We'll give you a feature at the booth." Right. And he's like, "All right, I'll be there." Right. Those Epiphone people came back. They're like, "Hey, let's stay <laughs> You want a guitar now? Here it is. Like, you know, it's like 2021. He's like, fine, I'll take the other phone. Now he plays Jackson, right? No, now he's the like Jackson guy. I thought he like no, he was more. he was Dean guitars for a long time. Oh, he was, was he for a while? I yeah. think he just got because um, what do you call it? Um, Gibson bought Kramer, and they're putting out the new Kramers. Right and now, I think he's now you think he's a Kramer guy or something. He just played. There was just a no. Now he's now thing. he's with Gibson. Yeah, yeah, but Gibson owns Kramer. But he's doing a Gibson line. I'm right, looking yes. at it right now. They look good, actually. Yeah, his his V is a. I mean, he's got. I got think a there's fancy like three guitars. One, one's a Kramer, and two of them are Gibsons. Steven, I will admit that this is one of those songs where I just it doesn't hook me. It doesn't it doesn't stay with me. Yeah. There's, there's no like 
same game. Like I, when we've talked about like uh, death metal, thrash metal, what have you, it's like structure your songs in a way that's like recognizable to people. Like, oh, they just stand. Again, it, it works in this sort of like counter way. It's like, I don't want the songs to be palatable. I don't want people to dance to these songs. I don't want people to hum these songs. I don't want people to like these songs. I want people to hate these songs. Like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then it's so awesome for like countering it. Like boys, you have like a totally different like genre. It's like, all right, here's a song. And it's gonna be like stolen kiss. It's gonna be like totally like sweet. And, and yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you don't figure out, you know, what songs are filler until oh, until they're yeah. on the record. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're smart and or you have a good producer, they'll you know they'll kick you in under the table and be like, yeah, you should cut this song. Maybe you'll only play it live. But yeah, there's. This is uh, this is filler. I don't know. You don't need like Lars. This is absolutely filler. You don't need like Lars Ulrich's father to show up. It's like for this song, what you should do is uh, delete. Well, you know what the other the other thing is that like there's no this song has no feature, right? There's no double bass in the drummers. You know the solos are just typical Mustang solos. The vocals are. There's no lead. There's no nothing, I think, right? I, I think it's like it's, it's kind of like as John said too. It's like it seems like it's sort of like a lot of like just scraps of like rehearsal stuff. It's like, hey, uh, you know, the, the studios, uh, you know, the, you know, the radio uh, recording companies calling. It's like, you got you got some tracks? It's like, yes, we have tracks. <laughs> it's, well, it's like it's like they they do that in this song. They do that break, right? The, the, the music drops out he screams the line that's it like that's the that's the hook we haven't figured this out yet we have no songs but like F- other metal bands right our... now some Again. other metal band playing this song that drummer be killing it on the double bass right now you know there's nothing there's nothing clever you know like cool in the drums going on I, I like think this, if you this, like... this speed section right in here this and now here comes the track. Sorry, yeah. Dude. Look what the cap track then begins. Megadeth, thanks for playing. You like this time? Oh, this, this is great. great too. I haven't heard a lot of these tunes I haven't heard. Crank the crap out of this in your car. Let me crank it over here. You know, now, off your flash drive. Now we're doing Poison's props, like their signature song. Talk to So good. Today. Yeah, they're telling you about the, the rock and roll lifestyle, man. And he's not Great proud of chorus. it, but he's, but he's telling you exactly what condition he's in. Yeah. I mean, Dave's Dave's right when he's talking like, it's an album full of anthems. And they're, they're again, like a feel-good 80s sort of atmosphere. It's like, shit, they bring it. Their timing was perfect. Yeah, no, again, they, they had like the good, they had the youth and the good looks, and they had, again, like a little bit of charm, and uh, they just, they worked it out, they worked it out, it's like, we, we, we ended up like it was candy, uh, and again, like, we, we, we talked about like how Megadeth was like already at the other alternate end of this sort of like metal spectrum, which started like 
you know, divide uh, metal culture into like the people who are like, hey, I like MTV metal, I like hair metal, and the other people who are like, no, you have to go to the dark side, and that's where your cred is. I was like, well, how about I think I think if you go that route though, Michael, the the burden on you to be so good is overwhelming. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you, 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 because again, because of uh, as I like, uh, I've been studying. It's like you know the, the masculinity sort of like complex. I was like, you can't like you can't have like one foot in one place and the other. You know, you can't be like a poser. That's that's the deadliest thing. And if you're like if you're like going to like a Megadeth show and you're gonna like sing this song traipsing up to the fucking you know the opening of like uh you know where wherever megadeth's playing like nope people are gonna punch in the face <laughs> and this song fits into that old you know end of side one song that once you get to get you excited for side two yep the great way yeah. to end side one Agreed. yeah i mean i can imagine being like any one of these songs live particularly in these small venues they were playing I bet you they have freaking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we listen to these on 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 headphones or in our cars or whatever. In a club, man, these songs would slay. You know what I mean? They would just be you can just imagine people are drinking, but having fun, and this is the music that Dude, they they on. still are. Those guys are on the Motley Def Leppard tour that's going yeah. out supposedly again this summer. I and, just, well, and I guarantee that the reception people, to poison listen, will be man, people off are the si- fucking people charts. People are sick of being mad just, and angry just, and putting just, on just their got jackets my t- and going. Just to got gigs. my tickets today. Yep. Colin, we're going to Hershey. Going to Hershey. Yes, we are. Yes, we that? are. But uh, is that yeah, for but, Motley? But 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 but, but the, yeah. yeah, for the Motley, Def Leppard, and, we had and tickets poison. To that. I don't know. A friend of mine got us tickets to that, and I don't know if she took the the refund or the postponement. I'll have to check. Well, we're go- we're going to Hershey, dude. But uh, but again, like the other th- other thing about poison like too, we, we talk about this whenever we like sort of like denigrate way. like Bon Jovi. It's like Bon Jovi sort of like brought in like chicks. They brought chicks into like heavy metal, and they made. It we're seem, into like, Bad Omen, by the way. <laughs> and, and now we're into Bad. For those omen. of us playing along at home, yeah. yeah. Once the once the joy got siphoned out of the chat, we're back to a Megadeth song. <laughs> Okay, I, I like I, this song though better than the last couple. I, I, I think this I, one has a cool vibe. I might be, I might be a few clicks behind you guys. Oh, a solo. Oh, weird. How long will this solo go? I wish we had a reliable, a reliable storyteller who could tell us all about the problems of having Dave Mustaine in your band. See, this one has a really cool... You want want me to get Dan Kennedy on the line? (laughs) (laughs) He'll happily tell us. I got into uh, my... I ain't superstitious there. Did we... That's uh, after Talk Dirty Me, dude. Yeah, we're not there yet. You got excited. You tried to jump the line. We're a minute 47 into Bad Omen-ish. Okay. Oh, I did... we didn't even do like Liquid Cat right then, did we? We did. Yeah, we just did. That was the last song. Just finished it. it was great. 
Colin is fantastic. Singing. You made a lot of really I great tried not to. comments I, about I, him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I might have like crashed my car at this point, so hold on. <laughs> Let me come back to you a little bit. We shouldn't podcast and drive. Yeah, it's probably it's late for that. Too late now. I, I, this, this section of Bad Open right now, I'm telling you, this is proof positive that he's capable of writing cool stuff. But this section could be its own freaking tune. Like, you could start at this, like, complex rhythmic section, and this could be the tune. <laughs> See, and again, I think, again, we, we, we could, like, piss and shit all over Dave and, and what have you. But it's like, he didn't have, like, good producers. Like, the Metallica guys, like, they, you saw, and everybody knows, you go from, like, uh, Kill em All, and, like, and then you get to, like, Eric Rusmussen and, like, Ride the Light, and it's like, wait a second, this is not the same band. This is not the same band. So it's always, like, the, the, the fifth member, the George Martin sort of, like, person. He's like, you know what? You guys have some talent. So stop doing stupid What's the, what do they say about what do they what do they say about re- representing yourself in court right oh, a fool, I have a fool for a client mm-hmm. it's the same like yeah. producing your own records yeah absolutely thank you Ronnie James Dio but now that that that's rude because uh, <laughs> he, he's dead and he made some good he made some good records but he could have made better records but yeah. like yeah or, or like Spike Lee stop directing your own movies oh I Oh, okay. Anyhow, I, well, that, that, that part out. They're, they're, they're so long. Just shorten them <laughs> a little bit. Make them like under three hours. I'm just saying. But uh, this is right, the Michael, service we are willing to meet provide. Meet us back people. at Talk Dirty to me. <laughs> are, we, are, 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 we, are we listening to Talk we're, Dirty? We're starting that. Side two, man. Which, by the way, is a great song to start this. Oh, great song great. to start a side of an album. Surprised they didn't start uh, side one with it. I gotta turn this up. Um, my wife and I were just singing this in the car the other day because it was still on the radio. It's great. I'm gonna record this as a ballad. That's you should. Oh, like oh, a moody, slow, like oh. like uh, Bonnie Prince Billy style. Oh, there you go. Like or like a Mark Kozilek sort of like thing. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, who's that? Re- oh, you should like check out Mark Kozilek. I'm he not gonna do that. Shut up. You should like check out like his covers of is he like metal. Uh, he does covers of like Bon Scott era, like ACDC. Songs. I'm collecting a list. I'm gonna I'm gonna record ballad versions of metal songs. So I've got uh, I'm gonna do uh, Kiss Me Deadly. And now I'm going to do Talk Dirty. All right. All right. Well, all right. You got you to check out Mark. Coming Post soon on Metal Ace Metalhead Records. That's right. That's right. Another night with Timony. That's right. There you go. Another night. Sure. It'll be like Timony and Lita Ford together again for the first time. Shockingly, she's available. <laughs> David Timony. Well, we're, we're Colin and I, we're going to go check. We're going to go check them all out there at uh Sunbury? Uh, no, Sun what? Spyglass, Spyglass uh, Winery, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's Spyglass Ridge. It's in Sunbury. It is in Sunbury. Yes. Nothing says what could go wrong like having Dawkins and George Lynch play at a winery. <laughs> That's right. They're playing. They're playing on different nights. Yeah, but, but it's I, gonna be playing like, together. Like the, 
those bands have been intersecting and George isn't like technically in Dawkins, but he comes out and he plays like the last two songs with them. Well, that's super awesome. Yeah. From, from all accounts, when yeah, they were doing reunited the, uh, in uh, 2019, he had to relearn every song. So yeah, I, I, yeah, no, Don cool. I, I heard that the uh, Megadeth is going to play at the Breaking Bad reunion show. Oh, that'll be nice. We're we're not we're not hoping for much. You're missing that. But. And then Sunday, Firehouse. Oh yes. Hot damn. Well, Beloved we're, in we're, Japan. Uh, well, while we while we have joke time, we're we're not giving proper due to talk dirty to me, which is maybe the best song in the record. No, it's the most fun. I think it's one of the most fun songs in the record. Look what the cat dragged in is the best song in the record. Yeah, maybe. But this, but this one is a solid a solid party song though. Yeah, this one hits all the. I, you know, checks I think all this the boxes. was Springboard, right? This was six yeah. months later. This was the, this was yeah. the single. This is the song that launched yeah. them into. It's at least the song that made everybody aware that they were there. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely like broadcast them, particularly on the MTV video. It's like a, a band that's like, if you come to our shows, you're gonna have fun. And again, like we, we talked about, like the, the demographic shift that goes on with like the, the, in, the, in the in the sort of like uh, the, the wedge between like hair metal and death metal or whatever, whatever we want to like try to like you know, think about this as, but like it totally works. And you know, Poison put out these songs, and then Poison continued to like to put out more records, and they would sell. Now we're into. I'm superstitious. This is the kind of stuff, man. I'm like, which what is, is he thinking? Which is <laughs> not as good as the song Superstition. No. Or or the original. Like the original yeah. was recorded on like yeah. this is garbage. This is yeah. so bad. Well, it, it it goes to my theory about like, okay, well, like, uh, okay, so you don't really have like a whole lot of like material. Why don't you cover a song and perhaps do it in like a weird way uh, or make it interesting? And so when Dave and the guys do this uh, Willie Dixon song, they don't do it. There's like, okay. No, like this doesn't sound as good as, you know, the acetate. <laughs> you know, no. no, fuck it. Like, like some old man on an ass is like, ooh. <laughs> so so, so you, you, you could test this. You'd like, anybody go like, who's Willie Dixon? You go to Willie Dixon and you like check out like his uh, his catalog. It's like, I know all these songs. It's like, yeah, yes. you totally do because like Led Zeppelin ripped them all off. And David Coverdale. And here we go with like uh, David Stane. It's like, okay, cool. But, uh, Again, like Willie Dixon, like the old school is like that's that's great shit. But I don't know what Dave it, again. It's, it it, it kind of like it's like kind of like with the the boots are made for walking when they covered the Nancy Sinatra song. It's like uh, it's just I don't know. I, like filler, like bad I just, filler. I think it is filler, but I think we pointed out earlier this is only their second record. So they're still trying to find their feet. They have a couple of great songs, and they need some filler. They need stuff to get an album it, out. It took them like four records to find their legs. 
fourth record was yeah. Rest in Peace when they found their legs. The first three are very tough sometimes. Yeah. I don't like no. So Far So Good So What at all. That is uh, a complete throwaway to me. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Colin. You, you could argue that they probably oh, should have had a There's a couple good songs on that. There's a couple good songs. Oh, not much of mine. Into, Into the Lungs of Death is good, and... Um, they do like uh, in my darkest hour. Is that on that too? This is so bad. But but, but this is like this is dumb. This is kind of like okay. W- w- what would Willie Dixon think of this? He's like, uh, I have no idea. It's just not my song. That's right. Okay. Fortunately, like most of the records, it's free. Yeah. Want some meat? Oh, yeah, I remember this song. <laughs> All right, so now we move on to um, Want Some, Need Some. Want Some, Need Some. My Poison. From their debut record. Yeah, it's funny. You know, it, it, Tom Bozier last week was talking about how CC gets a lot of shit for being, being a bad guitarist. But, like, the riffs that go into these songs are great. They're catchy. The solos may not be like, you know, I, I guess up to par though. with with his contemporaries of the time. But like these riffs, they sound great. Like and some of that's the production as well. Yeah. But like I I think he nailed it though. We were talking about that and he said, you know, CC is the best guitarist for poison. Right, and I think that that's it. Like they yeah, work and they talk so about it in well that book. together as a band. It came down to him and, and Slash, and imagine, right? Shit, yeah. Like you know, he was yeah. not the guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think Slash is a great else. guitar player, but he wouldn't have fit yeah. in this band. But it's like the thing is, it's like this is like a good you know sports team. They do all the things and they don't make the mistakes. And that's, you don't need to have, you know, like when Steve Vai played in Whitesnake, right? That's overkill, dude. Like, you just need the dude who can play the notes and fit in. And, yeah, yeah. No, and but, that's yeah. what this band is. It's four dudes who really fit well together. And, and, when and the, the people and who are called on to be great. I think Brett Michaels is fantastic. He's such a great singer for this band. But, and again, like, I think they had like the whole idea, too, that they would all be characters. Like, and again, you, you can kind of see it like right there on like the, the debut record where it's like, oh, we're like four members of the band. We're kind of like Kiss. We're, we're kind of like we're trying to like have like an identity. We're also unified in the band. It's like and they're, you know, it's like, again, like if you have like, I don't know what you were like. You were like pissing on Slash there for a second there, but like. If Slash was in that band, it's like he would rip it in half. It's like you just have to, like know your lane and just let everybody just go and have fun. Bobby Doll is not a great bassist. That's cool. He fits in. And you know, and you got a pretty good one. He makes song. breakfast. <laughs> does he do like? Does he do a good scramble? No, he's a. He can really. He makes a really great uh, poached egg. Poached egg? That's cool. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's thumb, harder than it sounds, actually. I mean, some people like a, like a soft this, this, oil. This is Bobby coming off, like, off the stage. I think so that's a good song. is very good. 
As David pointed out, they're all solid players. None of them are are necessarily all-stars, but they're solid players. Yeah. They're not rush. They're not, like, trying to, like, get into, like, some sort of... Well, yeah, but Rush couldn't... The guys from Rush couldn't play in this band. So what was Rush doing at this point between, like, uh... Bon Jovi, Distant Early Morning was their big release in like 84, 85. It was doing like big money. Power power Windows time, yeah. Presto era. No, Presto was 90s. Yeah, this is Power Windows time. And so like, yeah, so Power Windows. So they were like... Which I think is big money, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, No, big money's on Hold Your Fire, isn't it? I'm not sure. I Hold your fires in the nineties too, I thought. Eighty-seven. Oh, okay. Let's do rush not. trivia at the moment where we're talking about like yeah, the really big money on uh, power windows. Power yeah. windows. In eighty-five. Yeah. Eighty-five. Yeah. yeah, Presto's eighty-nine. Yeah, then you get like hold your fire, and then you so, get yeah, Presto. So yeah, basically it's hold your fire. Yeah. Okay. So uh, all this so like time stands still. That's a good song. It is a good song. That is, is that a song? Uh, it's yeah, a very good song. I may play that over this in the episode. <laughs> yeah, with, with, with some, with some, Amy Mann plays the, the you know, she's, oh, she's that's right. on, the, on the backing vocals there. There's a, there's a couple We're of We're on the last track, on, uh, actually, of Peace Sells. Oh, thank God. Okay. My, my last also words. My last words. When uh, I am in the mood for this record, this record is perfect. Thank um, you, David. So, David. When is that? Like about once a year, I'll put it on driving, and I love it. But I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. I just kind of enjoy it as it comes. Uh, but um, we, we, we should also appreciate too. I think it's it's, it's, it's one of the things where, um, like the just the sort of like mystique of the single could like be the sort of like launch of an entire band. Like if 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 they didn't have the song "He Sells," who's buying this record? Tanks. And Megadeth is like nowhere. Yeah. It's like it's that one I don't song. I disagree with that. It's that yeah, one it's, song. It's probably true. Because like, name another catchy Megadeth song ever. The the what do you call it? The Four Horsemen song in the first record. Uh yeah, um, but that's a Metallica song at that point. I mean, but I mean, I think that. Yeah. My problem with this record is this record makes me think of other thrash bands, and I wind up not listening to this record. I wind up down a rabbit hole of what I actually want to listen to. And that's yeah. the thing. He'll do something, and it'll remind me of a Nuclear Assault song, and then I'll go looking up Nuclear Assault riffs, because I think they do, like, everything they do well, there's a band who does it better. And that's problematic as a band. Yeah, and again, like no, 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 again, nothing off of like Dave's sort of like work work ethic because clearly he's like put out like twice as many albums as Metallica, um, but like half the length. And he, and he and he keeps going for like band members and stuff. Like he's going. And he's won some like, Grammys to his credit. Yeah. Really? No. And it, well, Dystopia was a fantastic album. Yeah. No, it's like. He, Again, he, he puts out some really good stuff every once in a while, and he has for like 30 years. So we're not we're not gonna like totally like compare him unfavorably to like Poison, but I totally can't wait to hear 
number one bad boy. That's a good song. <laughs> but I, I, I'm with John in the fact that it would be great to have seen Dave Mustaine as the guitar player in another band. I just don't think he can pull the weight necessary to run his... And, and look, some of these Megadeth records and songs are really good. But I feel like he could have been better if he would be if he were in a band that was not all his job. Right. But that, I don't think anybody works as hard as they could to support the band. It's clearly Dave's band. It's always been Dave's band. And it's too much work for him. That, that was his gig in Metallica though, in the early days. He was like he was the singer and he played lead guitar and James sat back. And, uh, and and Lars played drums. So, but like, obviously he was uh, kindly erratic, you know. And then 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 James somehow took over. But like, you know, and again, it's like it, it, we we do this sort of like false comparison all the time. Like as though like it's like there's a reason why that's what Dave's missing. They're missing a little razzmatazz. <laughs> that's that's what broke up Metallica. James was like, you know what you need, Dave? Razzmatazz. Is that like, like what did you just say? <laughs> is that a me- metalocalypse reference? Damn it, bounced in. I've got that. <laughs> just I'm if we had a singer with a little more. I do cocaine. <laughs> Here we go with number one bad boy. Mm-mm. Not yet. Blame it on you, dude. I'm close. I'm, dude, I'm, I think your computer's been drinking. No, I'm just. Um, if you just wait another minute thirty, we'll be there. <laughs> I know. I know. No, 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 pretty sure. I'm there, but like, the, the, just stand on the corner. We'll we'll beep as we're coming up. The scream is just like just like charting. It's like, okay, what's next? Oh, there we go. So we have like three more poison songs. So what yeah. else can we say about how much better uh, <laughs> this album is? To be? I mean, you gotta, you gotta hold on, hold on. You gotta imagine that among the hundreds of people listening to this podcast right now, probably the about half of them, thousands of people, thousands and thousands. Probably, I mean, probably about half of them are like both of you. screw you half guys. The population of India, they're listening. Like, you just got like some of these people are listening to this going I can't believe you guys are trash and Megadeth I'm not loving up on Poison like this because as much as we're like this Megadeth record the disservice is that when I listen to this Megadeth record I listen to that Megadeth record straight through and a lot of times I'll listen to it straight through twice right so to, to dissect because, because, because that takes like 30 minutes yeah, yeah, but to dissect it is not entirely fair, which I admit. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it doesn't deserve the microscope, but you know, no, but like, but like I was saying, it's like, it, 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 but it's certainly—it's certainly like for us if we're looking back at like a particular moment in the fall. 
these were your choices. You can go into like uh, Music Land and Megadeth, Poison, both. Uh, but, uh, so hard not to sing this song. Good groove in this song. Yeah. <laughs> but you, but, I mean, you'd never be the for, same I after think, that. I think that's right, Michael. I mean, for folks our age, this record came out and hit us at a very specific time in our development. And the middle of college. What, I was not the brooding, angry Megadeth P-Cells dude when when that record came out. You know, I was right. the have fun. I mean, I was in a metal band. I wasn't playing like a, in like a pop poppy kind of metal band. I was playing in a metal metal band, but like Look what the cat track did was was more fun and was the kind of stuff we were doing in our spare time. Like, that was the soundtrack of our lives, not necessarily what we were playing. And, you know, I think that's important. It's important to kind of look at where we were. David, if you you were like a... Which which member of Poison did you most resemble when you went, like, on stage? Oh, no, no, no. No, I, I didn't do any of that stuff. I mean, you've seen pictures of me on stage. I just was like long yeah, hair, yeah, and no, jeans, yeah. and a t-shirt. I was. You, you we like were like a metal metal band. fucking dinosaur junior. We were we <laughs> were just a metal metal band. We weren't a pretty metal band, but but like I would put this. Re- I definitely would put this record on. You know, Megadeth didn't speak to like my mentality. Yeah, no, no. And again, it's like and, 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 and even if it did, I think it's like a. I don't know. Let's, let's test this theory out. Um, hey, John, did you ever have like a poison T-shirt? Uh, I think I had a poison T-shirt after the second tour. Colin, do you have a poison T-shirt? I have not seen them yet live. This summer will be the no, first time. No, uh, uh, hello, I've never hello, owned Colin Bosler. Colin Bosler, back <laughs> back so, in the day. Did you, did so, you ever have, I have like, never had a, the need to buy one because I've never been it to see them live. So is that a rule you have? Yeah, I don't usually buy t-shirts off the rack. I usually only buy them if I see them live. All right, but like, and, and again, I like, my, we, we, I bought my Megadeth shirt at Spencer's. It was 1999, and I was just flabbergasted at how expensive. It was. I don't know, but like back in the day, we, we you go to the you go to the rock show. And you come back with a T-shirt, just like you're like a palmer you're, or, or like a pilgrim. You just come back with your like little bit of palm leaf. You're like, I came back from the show. I'm alive. I went to see Ozzy last night. Fuck you guys. You did not. <laughs> but right. uh, but like but I don't those remember dudes, like would, ever buy the school. Those shirts wouldn't even be washed. They were still that's like, right. No, no, oh, oh, dude. Like we would say, like we we slept in those like shirts. Ink. Yeah, you would totally be like, "That's arsenic." You get you get uh, home at the end of the day, you'd have ink like into the sweaty spots on your body. Oh yeah, it's like, why are there like dark stains on me? It's like, oh, that's 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 the ink. But uh, I don't think I ever bought it. Nope, I could say I didn't ever buy a poison shirt, and I've seen them like proudly like at least three times or so. So. 
I don't know what that's about. It's like, it's a little bit about the, the, the divide that I think that we're exploring here. Dude, that artist picture of Megadeth on iTunes right now, it looks like Dave Mustaine's going to tell you about a, a, a story where he almost died trying to catch a fish. Yeah, or a reverse mortgage. <laughs> I tried to refi my house, but there was this fish. So for those of us that are listening to the album... <laughs> let me let me go to the show is a great way to end an album. Such oh, high energy. T-shirt or not, it's a great way to end the album. This is the like. This is Doesn't the. Doesn't sound like a song. kiss song though? Many you know what? I bet you they wanted to record "Your Mama Don't Dance" for this record, and they're like, "No, no, 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 we'll save that for the next record. Uh-huh. Come up with your own Mama Don't Dance." <laughs> Nope, we're, we're, we're going to fudge that, too. Yeah. What, what's oh, yeah, what's the, the, the drum and the guitar part? This is where they're going out and high-fiving people? Uh-huh. It's, it, it, it's good, sort of like... Uh, it, it, it's classic rock and roll. It's like kids, parents, sort of like... It, it, it works on so many levels. This is this is the song. This reminds me of like the end of Paradise City. This is like you're taking the audience to church. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's just like four on the floor. Yep. And all they need really is all they need is the walking bass and like a Hammond B3 right now, and people are gonna start doing altar calls at the end of this show. Oh, and that guy yelling at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. They even put a curse word in there, which is a little strong for 86. It's a good ending. It's, a little strong for it's okay. It's okay. No one's listening. It's all good. That's, and ladies and gentlemen, that, them, was those weird. are the records. We it made worked it in through. the beginning. I, yeah, it know, worked I, in the beginning until Megadeth got left behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smoked. But, you know, I mean, I think that it we did what we did which is we we kind of pulled those records apart i mean i admittedly when i listened to either of those records obviously i listened to them all the way through i don't they're not part of some mixtape that i have they're not part of some other thing um you know occasionally if i'm on like uh cleaning the house or something and put on 80s metal uh talk dirty to me or i want action comes on but i think megadeth is intended to be heard in its entirety that record and it definitely blends all of the songs together you know those songs in the middle i don't know one from the next because they just like they just go rapid fire whereas the the poison record is very clear you know songs or vignettes through the whole thing you pull one out it's just as good alone as it is as part of the record and it's it it's it, I mean I thought it was a good idea I think it's a critical way to tear into these tunes because like I said like I'll put that Megadeth record on a couple times a year and uh, and enjoy it but I, I didn't really enjoy that for them. <laughs> yeah. no, but again, I think it, I go back and I I think back like back in '86. Oh, wrong side. Oh. You got sticky post-its on it? Like, what are you doing? Making notes? Again, like, I think it's, it, it's, it's a sort of like the downhill sort of like energy of it. It's like it, it, it definitely like it, because it's like, like it's a half hour. That's like basically like a an episode of Mork and Mindy. It's just like, boom, okay, 
Dude, I'd love know. opposite home working meeting right now. They mm-hmm. put a lot of thought Damn into Dauber. that. Damn Dauber. And you just you just go with it. And, uh, you know, then it's over. It's just 30 minutes. And the same thing with Poison, too. And Poison is just kind of like, oh, my gosh. Totally going to get a happy meal and some shake. <laughs> and just go, like, just go with it. It's like, poison, poison makes you feel like you just did something fun, though. There's there's a part of me, man, that just feels no like I, I I can't sustain the energy to be angry enough to listen to that much Megadeth. <laughs> Thirty minutes worth. In- it's exhausting. Superstitious. Well, I think I think that's it. I think we hit the end. This this was like a great tag team idea. I think John, did you come up with this? We got we got it. It was David. We got to yeah. come up with more juxtapositions that may be even better than these two. I I, I, I think it would be, it would be fun uh, to do that every so often. There's other records that have an anniversary this year that we can uh, we can pair up. Yeah, we got to find a couple of good ones. This one was a good idea, but I think we could we could kind of pair up records a little more competitively. Well, now I'm kind of regretting that. It's like that's why we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> then now oh, you know. Man. Sorry. And if you don't know, I'm not telling you. Now you know. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, John, you want to get us out of here? Please. Thank you again for our faithful listeners who week after week tune in to see what sort of nonsense is going down with your old pals, Colin and David and Mikey <laughs> oh, and me. Ah. <laughs> uh, We've got some aces up the sleeve. We we actually, for the first time in the history of our podcast, actually have a plan for the next few weeks as to what we're recording. Uh, we are not going to to say that plan because things pop up. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for dropping by and listening to Megadeth's Peace Cells. But who's buying and poisons? Look what the cat dragged in with us. You can uh, listen to us on all your favorite podcast places apple podcast amazon music anchor stitcher spotify uh if you can please write us a review on apple Podcasts. it helps us grow the show when people are out there and they're like you know what joe rogan i uh, he does not seem that smart who else could i listen to that has <laughs> has a better point of view yeah, and here we are. So uh, anyway, here we are. A, a review right. would help that. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on the Twitter, Dave. What's our Twitter? MA Metalcast. I gotta get a new one. Yeah, MA Metalcast. Password to that one anymore. Just come uh, find us. You can you can follow us on the Instagram, which is Metal Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on the Facebook page. Just search Middle Aged Metalheads. Come join the conversation. Come join the party. And uh, we will see you next week. (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, David. (laughs) A little late for that. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all.